All right, here we are. Uh, Door Guys Podcast. Yeah. We're like five months into a quarantine. Fucking nothing to do. So we decided to do this podcast. Yeah, give us something to do besides uh, sit around and get back. My name's Davis. This is Scott. We work at a uh, comedy club here in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. uh, We're going to have some fun on here and give you the perspective of... Dudes at a comedy club? Employees at a comedy club? Yeah. Shit we gotta Whatever. go through. The, the comedians kind of, you know, behind the scenes that you don't get to hear about. Probably one of the best jobs ever. Definitely one of the best jobs. Especially for a part-time job, you can't get a better part-time job. Maybe sometimes a shitty job. When we take out the trash, clean the toilets. <laughs> Dig through the trash for lost wallets, you know. Oh yeah, that was, that is terrible. Yeah. What a great song. Uh, so, I don't know. This first episode, let's start it out. Uh, why did you get a job at the comedy club, Scott? <laughs> well, Davis, I... Uh, Is that a good question? <laughs> I think that's a great question. So, I was uh, looking for a part-time job, and I happened to work with the kitchen manager of the club that we're at at a different restaurant. And uh, went to him and said, hey, you guys iron for anything? I could use some extra work. And... Put me in with the door guys, and it's been about how I just celebrated my year back in April during COVID. Nice. So my experiences are all new and fresh. Davis, however, has been around for a little bit. I've been there for five or six years, maybe six years. I lose track. It's been so long. Yeah. I'm old and jaded. I'm older than probably everyone that will be on this podcast except for maybe a couple. (laughs) That's good. They call me old balls around here. Uh, I started there just because um, I got interested into comedy later in life. Um, I was never, when I was young, I was never like big into anything. Like I had watched Eddie Murphy before and was just kind of like, what the fuck is this? But like really didn't like go into it or anything. Um, and then uh, later went through a divorce, was just fucking kind of working and just not like loving life dude and started listening to podcasts this was like when podcasts first came out and uh from there heard about heard like cool stories from comedy clubs or shit that i thought was fun and so um i went to like a couple open mics and then i decided to get a job up the up the uh, comedy club here the funny bone here in omaha and uh i've been there ever since dude it's fucking been the best hell yeah (laughs) Yeah, comedy was always something that I was really interested in, but I was never good at. So being able to watch it and kind of see these people that are professionals or people that have honed their skill uh, has always been interesting to me because I can't fathom how they do it. Right, and that's something that I learned uh, when I tried it out myself because I was kind of trying to find my way through it or whatever is I learned from being around just like even open micers that though, like a lot of those dudes, they, they have the need – they like need to be on stage, even if they're like jokes are failing and shit. And I knew like that was something right away that I felt like that I, I don't need to be up there, you know. And I've no, told definitely. dudes before, uh, and dudes that we, we'll probably have on here interviewing, we'll ask. I've told them like, hey, uh, my mom hugged me just a little bit too much, so like I don't have that need for the extra thing. <laughs> you don't need the extra love. But like I like doing stuff like this, like uh, like we do the sound um, at the Funny Bone, like behind the scenes kind of stuff, because I don't. Like, to me, being famous sounds like the fucking worst thing ever, like, I can't imagine. Ever, just, you know? 
So I like I would like I, but I like uh, the whole I like being funny. I like making people laugh. Uh, I like uh, the entertainment aspect. I like how laughter, you know, could cure basically anything. You know, if yeah. you can get someone to laugh, dude, they're on your side. And uh, but I like doing it from behind the scenes. You know, I like seeing the reaction stuff like that i like doing podcasts film and stuff like that i'm not a stand-up just like you were saying you know, but yeah i love seeing those guys do it because it's such such an art you know well the the thing to me is you know if you ever have to close down a bathroom so i can take a piss that's too much <laughs> you know i can't tell you how many times i've stood inside or outside a bathroom door preventing guys from using the bathroom just so an act could use the bathroom that's i don't need to be at that level but i do like to make people laugh i do like to have fun and pick on people so it's a great job I just usually think, you know, if they make you close the bathroom, that at some point someone has grabbed their dick or done <laughs> something crazy in the bathroom. Because why else would they shut it down? Unless, like, hey, uh, or maybe it's just an ego <laughs> thing. <laughs> let me see your dick. <laughs> Yo, let me see that dick. Let me see that dick. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a fucking cool ass place to work. That's for sure. Uh. Like I said, laughter is super infectious, man. That's one of the reasons I like working there. And I've, you see it from the back of the booth, too. And a lot of people that come there that probably come every once in a while, they feel it when they're there, too. They just don't understand it, you know. But when you're there every single night, dude, and you see fucking, you see crazy, like, fucking in here and like I guess it's just a feeling it's hard to describe, dude, the warmth of it, dude. Well, when you walk into the showroom – and it opens up and you see all the seats and you see it full. You hear the roar of the crowd just before the show starts. Uh, it just, it takes you to a different place. It, it, it disconnects you from your day and all the other bullshit because you know, what's about to come up. You know that you're going to have some people come up on stage. They're going to be funny. Uh, and it kind of separates, you know, that monotony of your everyday life and it takes you away and you don't have to worry about what's going on. You can just enjoy the jokes that they're about to tell and uh yeah as soon as those lights go off man that's that's where the magic happens oh yeah it's awesome and we're fortunate enough to work at like one of the best clubs around like our bosses and everything like we don't have an asshole con like i've heard stories of other comedy clubs where like the manager's a fucking dick or like it sucks total douchebags or assholes but we're fortunate enough to work with people that are fucking it's like a family we're like a dysfunctional family up it there it, it goes like listening to other podcasts or hear other comedians talk about it. But when you hear your boss's name come out of some of the biggest comics mouths is like, oh, yeah, I love her or, right. you know, how's she doing or right. I just talked to her. You realize that, you know, we've got something really special here that other clubs could only dream of achieving. And someday we'll be back. I've been yeah. down for months now and it's this is the man. first time I've been behind a microphone since March. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it is super weird. It's super weird. Uh, who knows when this shit's gonna fucking end? I know they uh they were doing comedy in St. Louis, uh, this last weekend. So this and is Labor Day weekend that we're recording this. So. And I know we've got one show on the books sometime in November, but we'll see what happens with that. I mean, is it? I thought it was September. No, it's November. There's November now. Is is Josh uh, Wolf? He his is off the the calendar now. So oh, the shit. only one up right now, I think, is Dave Attell in November, but. You know, with, with I, I don't blame people for not coming out, uh, but I just want this shit to end so we can get back to right. doing it again. Be responsible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah responsible for real. Out there, wear a mask or whatever they want you to do. Yeah, just listen. They're smart. We're dumb. <sighs> Dude, I think I still got some of that bong water. In my mouth, so. <laughs> 
before the show. <laughs> the, the pre-game ritual. Yeah, I've got, I've got a frog in my throat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we figured today would be a good day to kind of talk about, you know, our first day, uh, our first weekend maybe, because days can be kind of weird. But, uh, you know, what it was like your first weekend working at the club. Like who you who was the act and, and what you kind of experienced. Mine was uh, – it was pretty uneventful. My uh, mine was a comedian. Greg Morton was his name. He was on uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah, is, does uh, all the voices. Yeah, it, but this was a while, uh, this is before he's on there, so it's pretty cool to see him on there. But yeah, he does a bunch of voices. You've done sound for him before. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> his sound, sound. So I'll just explain something real quick. When, when you do sound, you have guys. Most guys that come in, uh, you you have music that you play for them. You keep track of the time. You light them. They get off stage. But then some guys come in town, like Greg, who's more of a, a huge act. Like, uh, a, like it's more of an entertainment act to go along with this comedy, I guess. Yeah. Isn't that how you would describe yeah, it? Yeah, it's more of an where, entertainment like, show. He has music cues where you have to play music uh, during his show or you have to control the mic. So really, no one really knows it, but the show does rest a lot on you, like doing the shit you're supposed to do and like – you have to understand, like, these are people just coming in that you've never worked with before a lot of the time. Like, Scott had never worked with this guy, and he's just yeah, coming first in, time like, I met him. to do this. And so there's a lot of trust there that goes on, and it's <laughs> super crazy. But I worked his show, and I didn't have to do sound or anything that first week, and they, they would never make you do that. And uh, he was super funny. Uh, what I remember about it is he did the Darth Vader voice, and he did all this these songs at the end, which to me coming out uh, – and I had been paying t- attention to comedy for a while, but I didn't know that these are the type of shows that were going to go up there. I was all into like Bill Burr and people that just told joke, you know, joke, joke, joke. It wasn't like music involved. So it was cool to see that. It was a different type of thing for me uh, because most of the com- I, comedy I had been around or listened to or, you know, podcasts and stuff it had nothing to do with like people mixing in songs or doing shit like that. It was only comedy yeah so that was pretty cool to see him that and then i also remember dude's got like big fucking nipples dude because he like does a thing <laughs> at the right. end where like his nipples are cut out of his shirt dude yep. and his nipples are fucking big huge <laughs> and uh the other thing um is he fucking one of the cooks there he's also a local comedian here in omaha we'll have him on his name's uh ty ingram and he uh cooked a barbecue sandwich he was young and he was he was maybe like 19 when this happened. He was just just a cook, just starting out in comedy, and he he was all over Ty about this barbecue sandwich that he ordered late. I guess okay. Let me go back. Greg didn't order it late. So he ordered it, but our kitchen closes down sometimes yeah. a little bit early, and fucking so they were closed. So Ty went back and made it for him. You know, just being nice or whatever, but he came back and the guy kept, uh, Greg kept complaining how salty it was. <laughs> and Ty's feelings were hurt so bad because he is like a young kid. So he's like, he wants to do good. He's He wants to be a comedian. He's trying to cook, you know, and he's 19. He's a good kid and everything, but he's like devastated because Greg Martin hated it. Fucking hated my sandwich. <laughs> I'm done. Fucking, he fucking said it was too salty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But really, nothing, nothing real crazy happened uh, my first weekend. It was it was pretty smooth. It just made me like it even more. Like I said, it was something different in comedy. Now, there's been a few people that have come through uh, where I've learned to, like, I guess not be a hater on people's shit. Yeah. Uh, because the crowd loves it. It's just not my thing. There's just so many different types of shows 
that they put on at the comedy club or wherever, you know. And uh, there's this dude named Midnight Swinger that came in. <laughs> and uh, he, like, didn't have the best physique. He doesn't. You can Google him or whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I've never seen him, so I'll have to Google uh, him myself. And he wears, like, a leather thing. And he's got kind of a belly, but he, like, spikes his hair up. But he, like, does this whole, like, music-type show. Like, he's a showman or whatever, you know. And the shit that was the craziest to me is at the end of the show, he does like a musical routine where he's like throwing guitar picks into the crowd and people are going nuts and grabbing them. They're out of their seats, clapping for him and he's stomping around. But like, he does not play an instrument. He's not, <laughs> he doesn't play a guitar. He just has a pocket full of guitar just picks. fucking air guitar in it up there. Yes. Yes. No, totally dude. Like rocking, like, like really into the songs and they're like parody songs. Like maybe they have some of the words, but he puts his own words into it. So like, he made like parody songs to these rock songs, but he puts on a rock show, but he plays no instruments or anything like that. But this is like a comedy thing too. Like it, it blew my mind. Let's just say that. But I learned there also, like I like good, like good for him because the crowd, I was baffled. They loved it. They were cheering their ass. <laughs> they, yeah. They were there to see him. Yes. They were there to see him and they fucking loved it, dude. It was like a Vegas lounge act is what it was fucking like. And I think that's what he's going for. And like, dude, I'm not trying to talk shit to you. I don't even, that dude would never listen to this, but <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk shit to you. I'm giving you props, dude. I didn't like, I don't like your shit, but people do good for you. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so like my first week, uh, I started, uh, in April of last year, and it was for T.J. Miller. So I went into this not knowing oh. anything about his stand-up, only that he, he was, was in an movies, actor. he was an actor, and I figured, you know, I know a lot of guys kind of double-dip, especially guys that are funny. And, you know, he's got his funny one-liners and stuff that uh, he spouts off in the Deadpool movies, and that that's mostly where I recognize him from. Right, right, you right. You know, that and the, the show Silicon Valley. Right. Uh, so I was excited to see him, didn't know what to expect. And I... I was told it was going to be a busy weekend, but nothing could have prepared me for how busy that meant. You know, when you can seat over 300 people right. and you're going from show to show. And that was the weekend that he did a uh, extra show on 420 uh, right. at 420, you know, which is an earlier show than what we normally do. So that would have been do. three shows. He did three shows. that I think it was a Saturday that he did that. Um, but, man, it was just only one issue i mean most of the time it was pretty cool had to you know ask a couple people to quiet down but this one drunk bitch oh my god she was oh yeah smoking <laughs> hot like smoke show hot she uh dude she's for here in omaha yeah. she's the omaha nine yeah omaha nine omaha 10, la maybe. two maybe but <laughs> omaha nine and uh a total bitch about it we had to kick her out she goes on facebook starts ranting about how he's a b-rated actor and uh, talking a whole bunch of shit. Huge cunt. Huge. I mean, real hot. You huge fucking bitch. Had a huge <laughs> party with her too. Like everybody apologizing. We're sorry. She's like this. You know, that's your friend. She's an asshole. You know that. Don't bring her out next time. Just leave her at home. <laughs> it was. She was <laughs> such an asshole. Uh, but it was a pretty uneventful thing. But I remember just being thrown back as the same. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, and he comes out. He does his jokes. He's funny. He's making people laugh. And then he busts into his like vaudeville routine where he starts doing the the juggling cigar oh, boxes yeah. and and juggling and uh, puts on like his own little variety show and you know that that's not something you expect when you when you go into a comedy club you just expect the dude to stand at a microphone pace around tell jokes and get off you know so uh, it was awesome it was something that I won't forget that weekend especially because 
after the shows, he'd just come out and hang out on the patio and smoke cigarettes and talk oh, yeah, on his he's phone and just chill with people. And you you see people as so unapproachable, especially uh, as a guest coming in to watch a show as, as a customer, somebody who's never been around a comedian or a celebrity. They seem so unapproachable and so standoffish. And a lot of times they're not. You know, there's a lot of guys that are really cool that'll just, you know, come up and chat with you, bullshit with you, bum a cigarette from you. I've seen that a few times. Yeah, that's what I I will agree. That's one thing I've learned too is like it, they're just regular people. They yeah, just have they have a talent that other people don't have, where you know they're put out in front. But saying that too, I also understand because because we're a little bit jaded to that now because we understand that because we have the opportunity with this cool job we have to be around those people, to become friends with these people and stuff like that, to know that they're normal people, whereas someone only sees them on movies and comes in and they're acting crazy around them or whatever, you know this is like the greatest time of their life. And for a while, I'd be like, God, look at this guy being a fucking douchebag. Yeah. But now... I'm like, you know, like, whatever, like, this is this dude, you know, as long as they're not fucking doing something stupid, you know, where we have to, you know, step in, which hardly ever happens. Uh, people are most, on the most of the time, are res- respectful to the comedians. Uh, but it is, they're meeting their, he- some of them right. are meeting their heroes right. or their idols, right. you know, somebody that they've looked up to, and it's an experience for them that we can easily take for granted because you work. Th- you know two three five shows for him that weekend right. you know you go into the green room and and talk to him and you know just kind of bullshit sometimes and uh it, it's easy you know like uh for me if you would have told me a couple years ago that i'd have a video on my front my phone that larry the cable guy sent to my mom after her hip surgery i tell you you were full of shit yeah but i mean it's personalized and i mean just because he's a regular he's, at the club and, and he's, he's a, a great super too. good dude yeah. he, you know just we were talking, he found out my mom was sick and, and had surgery and was like, hey, do you want me to send her a video? And was the talk of her rehab for months. She still brings it up to me every once in a while. That's awesome. And just a little thing like that, you know, and there it is right there. You know, he he goes out and makes people's laugh. He made her feel so good, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, just a little thing like that. And he's a great dude. And TJ's a great fucking first weekend of a show, dude, because <laughs> he's he's super tight with the club because when he was up and coming, you know, Colleen – supported him a lot and uh she like was procession in his wedding and stuff like that and so he's super super cool dude when he comes up there as far as like hanging out because he's like family up there is oh, yeah. how it seems before you started working i don't know if you ever heard this he took uh everyone he invited the crowd and everyone on his late show sunday night which is their last show of the week usually transformers was playing over at the theater across the street and so he invited everyone over there and paid for everyone to get in but the best part was is there was other normal people in there that were there before us because the show got over and it was like just starting so all of us came in and and spoiler alert but he dies in that movie yeah (laughs) and when he died in the theater he was like oh movie's over yeah like super loud (laughs) and he was being kind of loud a couple other times and you could see when the movie was over that there these families were walking up, a couple of them, and you could see on their face for a second they were super confused because they were like, "That Wait, guy was in the movie, but that guy's right here." Wait, why is why that is guy, he here? Wait, is that the guy that was yelling? It was. It sounded, and they were like, "What the fuck?" That's dude? so awesome. And it was so cool, like seeing them figure that out, dude. And it was hilarious. That fucking that was a fun time. 
but I didn't hear of other guys you know, taking people out for dinner. You know, uh, I know Dave Attell is big on that. He'll take people out to dinner and buy them food. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have, you know, hey, where's the club at? Where are we going to go have some drinks at afterwards? And that's just uh, like a, a slew of people. So it, right. it, it's nice that, you know, you get these comedians in. And like you said, they're just regular people. They just want to have fun. You know, they, they just want to meet their fans but you know they want to also get their shows done and uh just have a good weekend it's always a fun time that's why i fucking i miss the shit so much dude that's what uh that's what we were thinking about naming this podcast was miss the shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's weird it's a dysfunctional family that you love I mean, we all have our quirks. We're all weird. We all have our issues. But for the 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 chaos that we deal with, you know, and getting the shows set up, and then uh, d- during the shows, you know, the servers have it probably the worst. Uh, but afterwards, we just all we all mesh well together. Everybody gets along, uh, except for Candace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we. Uh, <laughs> It's all right. She won't listen. To no, this she doesn't have a phone that she can. Um, we might get canceled after one fucking show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you Someone's know, someone's gonna be upset. It, it's it's a blast. You know, it, it's a place where you can go as an employee, enjoying comedy, being a fan of comedy, and getting paid at the same time. You can't you can't get any better. Uh, yeah, I I completely agree. And now what's going to happen, dude, is when we open, like, all everyone's going to apply for the fucking jobs. They were going to get he out of fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> Les, I will fight people, okay? For your job? Yeah, me too. I will me too. fight. Me too. I'll fight you too. Don't we're even going... try it. We're full. We don't need anybody. No, don't we're apply. We're not even open. <laughs> yeah. We hate all of you, except we don't. But if if you apply for our jobs, we do. I'll tell, I'll fucking out myself. I mean, a few people know about this, but I mean, I don't know if the, if the bosses listen to this someday, <laughs> but anyway, fucking, I used to go around. I'm a huge child. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think we both are. I mean, and uh, I would go around and I'd smash everyone's food. I don't know if you knew this about <laughs> me. If you left your food around in the back area uh, is where, like, comics sit if it's not sold out or whatever. And, like, the staff kind of hangs out and watches the show um, when they're not doing stuff. And uh, if you'd leave your food around there, I'd take my fist and I would smash it <laughs> in. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I did that for a long, long time. Long, so long that one time I did it, there was nachos back there or something like I think it was nachos. I think it was chips. And it was Tony Rocks. <laughs> oh, shit. I usually <laughs> I probably <laughs> I usually probably wouldn't do it to Tony Rock because I don't have I don't got beef with Tony like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I smashed his food up and I felt horrible about it and uh, but I never told him but he wasn't very happy. I bet not. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> the fuck smashed up my nachos. <laughs> And on that occasion, uh, I just I made them go get them new, new nachos for sure. And I, oh, said, yeah. I said I'd pay for them or whatever, but they just fucking took care. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But then I got my comeuppance one time. Uh, is the kitchen folk the who are a bunch of young dudes? They're off the chain. They make good food. They have fun. They I ordered a quesadilla for my shift. I was in the sound booth, and uh, they brought it out. 
and I took a bite out of it and I started chewing it and tasted good for a minute. And then my mouth started to burn a little bit. And a little bit like when you're eating spearmint gum. <laughs> That's. <laughs> so I fucking, I peeled it open from the cheese and there's a big old stick of spearmint gum <laughs> in with the chicken. <laughs> That's awesome. So then I checked the rest of it and uh, they had just spiked the one. I happened to get that one on the first bite. And that was my comeuppance because it really did taste terrible. And I couldn't eat chicken quesadilla to this day. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a spearmint. It's going to be a little bit of mint burn afterwards. Well, I, and like I said, I'm one of the older dudes around and fucking uh, like I'm the oldest dude around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said kind of I am. Uh, I went in the back in the kitchen and like acted like I was pissed and like threw a trash can and shit. And they were super scared. Dude. And, I was, like, I was, and then I was like, I'm just kidding. That's a bunch cool. of fucking late teens, early 20s kids yeah. back there freaking out. Their eyes were like super big, like, oh, shit, we should have done that. And then I was like, ah, I'm just kidding, guys. Flashbacks from when dad came home drunk. What'd you? do <laughs> that's awesome i can't believe brian would let this go down <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man yeah we're we're both ready for the club to open back up and uh just get shows going again man get people back in there yeah and even when it opens up we'll still we're gonna try and do this all the time hopefully people people listen you guys like listening and fucking you know we're gonna interview we got comics Ton, we the nice have more thing employees is, on here yeah we know? know so many local comics that some do their own podcasts that they can plug when they're on and and some just would love somebody to talk to you know just yeah. to, to talk about what they're doing in the midst of all this because they're the ones you know these guys are chasing their dreams especially the local guys they all have regular jobs and they're trying to chase that comedy dream that they have and they're they're trying to do something with it and COVID has essentially shut down their dreams so we just need this to get better, everybody to do what they tell you to do, wear your mask, wash your hands, get this shit gone so that we can get back to that. And hopefully some of these guys can keep fulfilling their dreams, you know, because it's what they work for every single day. And, you, you know, a lot of these guys, they come out and they've said, you know, this is the longest break I've had from comedy in 10, 12, 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if you're a true comedian and that's what you do, like from the moment you start going to open mics and, and continue to go, I feel like you're always on a mic. Yeah, you, know, you have to at be. least once a week if you're gonna be good. So for even like not even just these local guys, but like even like everyone, you know, from fucking Bill Burr to fucking whoever, you know, um they've they haven't been on the mics either, which is crazy, dude. It's, to Segura to anybody, I guess Bert's been doing a few. A few guys have been doing, doing the some, drive-in and it's been coming back a little bit. Like I said, there was comedy. Uh, James Johan, uh, Kansas comedian or Kansas City comedian, yeah. and he's a Nikki Glazier and a couple other people I saw were in St. Louis this last weekend. They put on a great show there. Uh, so they're doing comedy. It's coming back. It's just not back here yet. No, not, definitely not yet. But it, it will be, and uh, I'm just I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, besides these uh, drive-through uh, movie theater tours that everybody's doing, uh, you got the whole thing with Big J on the the tractor. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 <laughs> the yeah. Back of that tractor bed and getting pulled <laughs> off stage, and I mean, we just need normalcy, <laughs> something back to normal. 
Didn't I see something where Big J got dosed or some shit by Ari? Ari's dosing. Ari other... dosed him with uh, LSD. Was that on the president or the election I, show? I, I don't know if it was on the election show or after that. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but yeah. <laughs> this Ari's guy's out here dosing everybody. Dosing people again. That's two for two. What a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I, I I mean, I get it. He, and he's such a nice guy. That's Well, I, well, I, yeah, he is a super nice guy until he fucking doses you one. Yeah. But two, <laughs> but he is, I do, I like that dude a lot. But fucking, um, what was I going to say? Oh, shit. I just lost my train of thought. Dude. Well, we were, we were talking, uh, you know, before we got this recording, you know, the last week we kind of got together and talked about some things and talked about the whole Ari dosing thing and what's crazy about that is you know the dude broke his wrist skiing right he comes to Omaha does his shows with a broken wrist right and at the end of the shows is trying to help us clean the showroom right in between shows like the the guy's super nice he's awesome. super chill but dude, just awesome. don't leave your drinks around right <laughs> oh yeah I was gonna say fucking yeah that shit was fucking hilarious and like fun like I Something that I would find super funny if I was like fucking sixteen to twenty one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when you're an old man, you can't be doing that. No, shit. if somebody dosed me <laughs> right now, I my dude. week would be over. I'd yes. be fucked. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I can't. I just I think about like if you did that shit to me right now, dude. And then I and then I found like the second I find out until it's over is gonna be the most like fucking the worst anxiety I've ever had ever in my life. Like what did I he give me? Plan How's it on it, you know, and I just, yeah, and I, and I I know once you start thinking like it, like negatively in a certain way when you're fucking tripping, oh, dude, you're dude, just gonna spiral, spiral so spiral bad. Just be like, oh, fuck. What the fuck's going on? I hate everything. Leave me alone. I gotta go to my room. And you have fucking children around it, dude. Terrible, terrible. Fucking panic attacks. Fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, I got a little surprise for you here. <laughs> I've talked about this on some of my old podcasts, but I have a, um, a, uh, I think it's a hustler magazine here. <laughs> Just bear with me. This thing predicts the future. Oh. I'll show it to you. Uh, let's see. The date here is August, 2005. Okay. I don't know if you want to Google when Bill Cosby went to jail or whatever. But you just look at this this fucking parody ad here in this 2005 Hustler. And describe it to the folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> describe it to the folks. <laughs> so what I'm looking at is a picture of Bill Cosby holding Jello with a huge dick hanging out of his pants. But huge. The, the tagline says, now with 80% more Rohypnol, <laughs> Jello always a happy ending. <laughs> this is... Absolutely amazing. Looking for the perfect way to top off a romantic evening? Then serve up some jello pudding. The right dessert in Oh wait. The right dessert to get her in the mood, especially if she's been resisting your advances. Yeah, jello. What? Dude, what? It will knock her off her foot. <laughs> or God, that was stupid. Knock her off her feet. <laughs> I can't fucking read right it's now. It's all right, dude. This is this magazine's from fucking some alternate timeline or something, <laughs> dude. Fucking contacts are all blurry. But yeah, dude, that's ridiculous and then the inside cover 1-800 jack off yeah dude <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> dude <laughs> yeah dude that's back when you could still use a phone to have sex yeah you call a lady who would talk dirty to you and uh so the story of this is i make it way crazier than it is in my mind it was way crazier because i'm fucking crazy 
So I used to work at U-Haul, and we had storage units there. And it was, and one day, this dude called, apparently, and was like, I don't want my shit, just throw it away, because he hadn't paid in a while. Yeah. And usually, we don't, like, go, go through their shit or anything. And we probably shouldn't have or whatever, but it was, like, fucking, I was like, it's like storage wars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some of the people there got, got shit out of there. And when it was time for me to get shit, like, there wasn't anything good. So I ended up getting, like, socks and, like, a box of porn, which that's, had this magazine in it. That's amazing. And this guy was, like, a ex-military guy because I got this other thing. Uh, it's up there. It's, like, a, the guide they give them when they go to Iraq, the military, to teach them about the Arab culture, dude. It's fucking crazy as fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. And I got that out of there. I'll get it in a minute. And then I had, and then something I felt bad about is the sweet knife that was black. And then in gold, it had etched. He was like a medic or something and had his name and shit. Oh, wow. And so then I felt bad and I was like, fuck, man, I should find this guy. Like, that's fucked up. But then I had a reversal where I was like, fuck this guy. He told us to throw this away, dude. I'm, yeah. So I got that shit somewhere. So fuck you, buddy. You shouldn't have thrown that shit away. It's, <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> But in this box was this crazy magazine, and I, when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Because that's way before any charges, I believe, were oh, yeah, put there on were... him, I, be I, I believe. I'm almost positive. And so then, because I'm insane, just remember this, everyone, is I'm like, dude, this dude was in the military. Maybe he was in some kind of time travel fucking experiment, dude. <laughs> And I fucking got this magazine out of his shit, dude. And that's why he wanted us to throw it away. And now I got to hide it. Someone's going to try and come and kill me, dude, because they know that I know. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until, <laughs> according to Google, December 2015. Ten uh, years. So, but then the real story probably, if, you know, you're a sane person and not my brain, is like a writer at Hustler had seen him fucking do this shit. And knew about it. Yeah, or it was like... Or, like, I think, like, how it came down is Hannibal Burris is the one that busted him out, dude. So maybe it was, like, a known thing between, like, circles in, like, Hollywood. Because I feel like that's what Hannibal Burris said when he joked about it. Because he's the one people were giving him heat. He said a joke about it that was recorded, and it went out, like, online. And then after that, then all these chicks started all the coming. Yeah, dude. And he basically, like, started the shit, dude. Jesus. And, uh, yeah, dude, fucking it's super crazy so someone people knew for sure and that's how this cartoon got made the funny thing is, is like how did they not get sued the fuck out of by like oh bill dude cosby I, how did bill cosby not like, see that's that that's crazy if he did i mean that's quite a piece like, of he's got a out. huge big old black <laughs> yeah, dick on there dude. that's quite a piece like i wouldn't have complained about that either because <laughs> i don't think bill probably has that jesus i mean Christ. dude it's fucking crazy yeah a fucking baby's arm and I mean, there's a chick passed out in the chair. Like, dude, every <laughs> clothes like did. half off. It's so, so nuts. fucking crazy, dude. But that was my. Uh, I'll try to have a surprise for you every show, <laughs> that, dude. That was my surprise <laughs> for the show. That's my, hilarious. My from a different fucking timeline, I guess. Well, it, and well, in, in the fact that you know, hustlers, uh, a porno that a lot of kids nowadays won't even know. Right. They, that's how right. you got your porn. Right. Like, you had to either get a movie from a store. Or look through a fucking magazine yep. at, at just regular pictures or read those nasty, cheesy penthouse forums and jerk it to that and imagine that you were there. Like, my dad right. had a collection underneath his mattress, yes. and I knew exactly where they were. Yep. <laughs> I knew how to put them back in order, too. My grandpa did. Yep, same. My grandpa did. And then, you know, when you were desperate, you'd use, like, Victoria's Secret magazine that oh, came in the Sears mail. Sears catalog, yeah. underwear section. <laughs> <laughs> Kids don't know the pain these days, oh, dude. Oh, man, all they got to do is 
push a couple buttons and oh, they dude, got you can all the Google porn they butthole want. and see fuck dude the shit you would see if you just Google the word butthole it would fucking I mean it would ruin you <laughs> yeah and and I think it is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the reason I took the porn is because I was mad that I didn't get anything else cool so like porn's kind of cool right like I wasn't gonna fuck I. I literally have not jerked off to this magazine. I would have if I was like 15. Oh, most for sure. Definitely. But like, I can watch a porno, dude. Yeah, yeah. Or like, got... fuck a real girl. So, like, I just got it for the novelty of like being able to take something from the storage war. And little did I know I had some kind of gem, dude. I should try to sell this on eBay, dude. That is crazy. <laughs> like, the fact that that was from what, 2005? Yes. That the, the all the events happened in 2004 supposedly, but he wasn't accused until 2015. Right, like that's insane. Dude, it's like in, somebody knew I'm something. I'm glad someone else thinks it's totally insane. That dude. is insane. Usually, I tell people, and I think they're a little weirded out that I have. I'm showing a picture of Bill Cosby's big <laughs> <laughs> and fucking the Jello pudding. <laughs> And then I have a hustler, just like you said. Like, who yeah. has a fucking hustler? Just, just chilling behind the couch. Like, hey, here's here's a porno. No, I put it there. Yeah. It doesn't stay there. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's got its permanent spot. It doesn't stay back there. Oh, well, it should. <laughs> <laughs> just open to that page so when people come in, you're like, hey, take a look at this. <laughs> it's like the centerpiece, like the talking point of the night. Yeah, but that, it's that's weird, man. It's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I've never seen anything that correlates so so close to what he actually did. Yeah. Like now with eighty percent Moro Hypnol. That might be my uh one and of my I new found that tweets in or something. Probably twenty seventeen is when I found that. Oh my god. Yeah, weird as fuck. Huh? That, that is crazy. <laughs> and I, I was weird even at work, like I, that's where I like of course I opened it, like right I was weirded out and like no one like was there everyone was like so yeah they're like what do you mean so what do you mean so this is ridiculous like i said at first i'm like dude what the fuck this guy's like a time traveler like <laughs> bill cosby got arrested in a different timeline fucking in 2005 dude or something like what is this dude? fucking mandela effect because when i opened it my like because that shit was in the news at that time for the most part you know so maybe it was before 2017 i don't remember but it was around the time he was in the news a lot for being in jail and shit like that, dude. So, like, to me, it was like, how did they know? How did they know? That's because crazy. It's like something they would print, like, tomorrow in it, you know? <laughs> fucking Bill Cosby. <laughs> the fucking sneakiest pervert of all time. A rapist, I guess. Straight yeah. up rapist. Not, Not even, even a pervert, pervert anymore. <laughs> even, I'll never compare you to myself, you bastard. <laughs> he stepped his game up. <laughs> I shouldn't say things like that because the deep fake. I'm probably going to prison after this episode. Yeah. Uh, should we wrap this shit up? Yeah, like definitely. Forty minutes. Fuck yeah. Um, you got the email address? I don't remember what it is. I don't think. Uh, email address is doorguyspod at yahoo.com. Yep, that's correct. I uh, had a brain fart there. I couldn't remember yeah. it. Uh, just email us if you have a question about the comedy club. If you want to f- have guest suggestions, maybe we could try to get them on here. Yeah, uh, that that's something that uh, we've kind of touched on a little bit. We're gonna have local guys, and there, there's a couple uh, national kind of regional guys too that we'll be able to get on. Um, some of the bigger names, uh, not so easy, but I'm sure there's some that would gladly, you know, just kill some time, want to talk. 
but that's once shit's open back up, probably. Well, and just tell people to listen to this shit, and then that'll be easier for us to get bigger yeah, names. Yeah, the bigger on. we get, the we bigger have access we can to get. them. But you know, if we're fucking, you know, like I'm not gonna do these dickheads podcasts. Well, and I'm not gonna listens. ask somebody if like five <laughs> people are listening. That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> But like, we're going to have fun. There'll be more stories. It won't always be us like talking about how much we love the comedy club. So we hope you enjoyed this one. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's going to be something that uh, hopefully you'll get like once a week. And uh, you can see us on uh, or you can hit us up on uh, email or on Twitter. We also have a Twitter going as well. Same thing, Door Guys Pod. On Twitter. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Peace. But it's good to fight, sing a lot, and attack What you got, no defense You call that a new way of thinking I call it regret that you ignorance